Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. This week is National Eye Health Week and many charities, professionals and organisations are encouraging us to have our eyes checked on a more regular basis. We're also looking at the work which is going on in the field of research to help improve current conditions or even prevent some types of sight loss. Now today we're speaking with Dr Omar Maru who's at UCL in London. Dr Maru, thank you for joining us. No problem. So tell me first of all... uh, a little bit about the work that you're involved in. I'm an ophthalmologist and eye doctor who specialises in retinal diseases. My main research interest is in analysing the electrical signals generated by the cells of the retina in response to light. So our retina turns light into electrical signals which are processed and sent to the brain, which allows us to see. And my research is mainly focused on recording these signals and working out what it tells us about the cells of the retina. So the retina itself is a hugely important mechanism within the eye, but there are many, many different conditions that can affect it. Is that correct? That's right, yes. So common and rare, uh, retinal diseases are a very common cause of sight loss in the UK and worldwide. In England and Wales, about 50% of blindness registrations are due to macular degeneration, which people may have heard of. But other big causes are inherited retinal diseases and diabetic retinopathy. The biggest cause of blindness in the working age used to be diabetic retinopathy, but now it's inherited retinal disease. And partly that's because of the success of the NHS's diabetic retinopathy screening program, which has allowed us to identify and treat diseases early. So can research into, say, one particular eye condition related to the retina perhaps have other impacts on other conditions as well? Yes, yeah, so certainly research related to one particular retinal disease can help us understand other retinal diseases. There are sometimes common mechanisms of disease in the retina that can be triggered by different conditions. And certainly the research I do, which is trying to record the electrical signal from the retina, can be applied to a number of different retinal diseases. We're very good at imaging the retina. We can get high-resolution images of the retina in every retinal clinic. This doesn't always tell us whether the cells are working or not. And by recording these electrical signals, we can get an idea of which cells aren't working and, and why the disease is occurring or why the patient can't see. Also, outside the field of retinal disease, the, the retina it's like a bit of the brain at the back of the eye. There are some neurological conditions which we don't fully understand, but for some reason they have abnormalities of retinal signaling. And again, by making the same recordings, it's one area of work I'm involved in, we can get an insight into maybe what's going on in, in the brain by recording from the retina. So you talk about these signals then. Are these signals which travel down the retina to the brain and help us build a picture of what's in front of us? Yeah, that's right. And what we're increasingly understanding is is that the retina itself processes these signals in a very sophisticated way even before the signals get transmitted to the brain. In the past we thought the retina was just like a sheet of cells that respond to light and then the brain does the real work of piecing the image together but actually there's a lot of processing that happens in the cells of the retina millions and millions of cells and millions of connections allowing us to process the light signals to actually what's sent to the brain is a very sophisticated processed version of of the image and when you have lots of different mechanisms there's lots of areas where things can go wrong and uh, sight loss results from that. Are retinal diseases all genetic or can they be caused by factors around us? They can be caused by factors around us so the biggest diseases of the retina are macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy and there are certain genetic factors that can make you more susceptible but there seems to be a a lot of the environment involved as well in, in a way that we don't fully understand so macular degeneration Certainly there's an increased risk in people who smoke, but how that really brings about the disease or making the disease more likely, we we don't fully understand. Are some of these issues 
uh, things that could be picked up with regular eye checks and you know could be treated or managed early. Yeah, so certainly with in diabetes, for example, if someone has diabetes, it's quite important that they have their retina photographed once a year because there are certain early features of diabetic retinal disease that if a treatment is, is applied early, then it can prevent sight loss in the future. And it's one of the biggest causes of blindness in the working age. And one of the reasons that blindness registrations have gone down is probably because we are screening for these changes and treating them more early than before. If people don't have diabetes, it's still worth seeing one's optician every couple of years because there are certain things that can be picked up at a routine eye check that can then trigger a referral to the hospital for a more detailed examination. And certainly if someone has a problem with their eyes, then particularly losing vision in one eye or the other, then they shouldn't sit on it and should probably present early to their optician or to an eye emergency department and be assessed that way. As you work in the field where the retina is concerned, what would you say is perhaps the biggest advance recently in retinal health? I think in recent years, probably the biggest advance in treatment is anti-VEGF injections. So these are injections that are given into the eye. Initially, it was for patients with wet macular degeneration, but now for other forms of sight loss due to retinal vein occlusions or diabetes. Previous treatments at best stabilize the disease, but these treatments we have now actually improve vision. So most of these patients, either their vision stayed bad or got worse, but in many cases we were able to improve vision, and that's probably the biggest single advance, I think, in recent years. I'm sure as a researcher, Doctor, you understand that you know finance is crucial, and in the UK, we, we really are out there in terms of the research we do on sight loss, and you know, we often talk with the charity Fight for Sight, who are an independent charity who also help fund eye research. Are they a crucial part of that, or should we be more from government funding? I think more funding is, is always good. As you say, there are always sort of different priorities. Having a charity, a funding body dedicated to vision research is, is really crucial, because often when we're applying to more general bodies like the Medical Research Council or, or the Wellcome Trust, you're competing with cardiologists or oncologists who are going to cure cancer. And obviously, research to help save lives is often given a higher priority than research to save sight. Having a vision-specific funding body can allow projects to really get off the ground, and they can allow us to generate preliminary proof-of-principle type data that then allow us to apply to the, the bigger, more general funding bodies to achieve greater funding. And this certainly happened in my own case by getting some small grants from Fight for Sight. I was able to get some important initial data, which then allowed me to, to access bigger grants from the Wellcome Trust. And, you know, when it comes to research, and we're looking at the eyes specifically here, you know, you can be looking at years, if not decades, worth of research before, you know, some even get to clinical trials. Absolutely, that's right, yes. So uh, crucial then that 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 continues. What sort of stage are you at at the moment then with your research, Dr. Moore? So I've been fortunate to just get a grant from the Wellcome Trust to take my research further. And we're one area of research is looking at patients with inherited retinal disease. And by making these recordings from the retina and using mathematical modeling techniques, we're able to shed light on what's going on and why these patients can't see. We're now able more than ever before to get a genetic diagnosis to work out which gene has a spelling mistake in, in particular patients. But that still hasn't told us why the patient can't see. And these sorts of recordings and, and the modeling techniques are hopefully
hopefully going to help us understand what the function of those particular proteins is. And as we get newer treatments for these previously untreatable diseases, then these recordings will hopefully help us assess accurately whether those treatments are working or, or not. Some fascinating research there, Dr. Rubin. But I think what's also coming out of this in terms of you know people at the moment getting their eyes checked, the, the message is really get out there, keep your, your regular appointments, and you know if there are any issues, catch them early. Dr. Omar Maru, thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thanks for having me. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.